Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the By Steve Road podcast, a photography podcast that also looks at travel and social media. And from the top, I am sorry for not uploading last week. I was just suffering from major burnout. Um, I didn't want to do any photography. I just didn't want to do any YouTube. Buying Detroit Become Human on PS4 was partly to blame. I told myself I wouldn't let PS4 get in the way of productivity. Um, but it just happens sometimes. Not all the time. I've been quite good since I got it uh, my PS4 around Christmas time. But yeah, I just had to have a week off, you know. Just listened to my body and I just um, played video games. That's what my body was telling me to do. Um, so... Um, quick mini review on Detroit Become Human one of the best games story-wise that I've ever played not as good as Last of Us of course but if you're looking for a good cyberpunk game and you are waiting for the release of cyberpunk 2077 which has finally been unveiled at E3 go ahead and check out Detroit Become Human it's very story driven basically you're not going to be doing much action but it's one of those games where every decision you make has a snowball effect there's a ton of different endings, so my ending that I got would be different to your ending. I don't know, go check it out. That sounded like a good ad, right? A good plug, I should start getting ads, people sponsoring the show. I could sell, I could sell anything. Right, so, um, yeah. So sorry for no uh, content last week. I just didn't really have any topics. I just, um, yeah, I just didn't really know what to do to make it interesting, and plus I didn't really have any new photos to edit. But, um after this weekend's exhibit at the scrap it wasn't once i got there it didn't really feel like an exhibit of my own work because my work was basically spread out among three rooms so um, i had like two photos in one room and then three and then whatever but um yeah i think it i think it was good to see my work printed and it would be good to like finally do an exhibit where it's just my work but thank you to everyone who came down and brought bought prints um means a lot really does and yeah it, it was good fun overall there was a lot of good work there a lot of good other a lot of other good artists um so yeah on to the next one whenever that may be will i keep my eye out for any exhibit openings some people ask me how did i get at, to this exhibit this one was on an invite they just invited me so um I have no tips on how to get into exhibits yet. I'm still finding that out myself, but I reckon it's mostly down to just networking and putting your work out there as much as possible. So get on that if you want to be part of an exhibit. Um, and then, so after that exhibit, I went for a little bit of a shoot around Soul Station where the exhibit was held. And um, I happened to get one of my most popular posts on Instagram ever, it just blew my mind. The thing got over 8,000 likes and it's still climbing. 8,000 likes on my Instagram account, that is mad. I've got 14,000 followers now and that engagement rate over 50%, still climbing like I said, like I just don't know what happened. I asked my friend, um, my friend Jack Hansty who's got a landscape photography account that's over 30,000. He said sometimes your work gets put on that explore page when people hit the magnifying glass and when it does that you know maybe it hangs around for a while like longer than usual and you know you just rack up those likes and so yeah 8,000 likes the only problem with it is it just mashed my Instagram for the post the day after because people were still responding to that because you know that one's obviously the most popular so that was getting like way more exposure than um, 
than the post that I, I did after. So I don't know. That's, that is quite annoying. I'm just going to not post tonight. Just let that one let get a little bit more engagement because I feel like it deserves it, you know. So um, once I've cracked the riddle of Instagram's algorithms, I'll be sure to give some details on that. Um, so yeah, these were the five photos. Did happen to get that 8,000 likes, um, which is pretty sweet. So moving on to the topic of the week for photography this um this topic came to me today actually whilst i was at work i was just looking through medium thinking like what's the next uh what's the next topic i could write about on medium and then i thought ah how to build your confidence when doing street photography so i think what i'm going to be doing now is that everything that i talk about on the podcast will be done in written form on medium vice versa you know it's just another way to you know what's the word digest the content if you're better if you do better with reading or listening now you've got two options so building confidence with street photography now um when you're starting out with photography and still i'm relatively new to it because i've only been doing it for a year and what is it three three months now so um i'm still relatively new however i put in lots of hours and you know it like it's one of those things you start to become much better once you put in those hours but one thing that i still struggle with is confidence on the streets and what i'm talking about is taking a photo of a person uh, of a complete stranger one of those candid photos now a lot of my photos do take uh, do have the subject of a stranger uh, a candid moment and um, there are plenty of shots that i've also missed with a candid uh, moment because I can I think one in particular I was in Hong Kong walking down the streets and um, there was this construction yard and sat outside of the construction yard was a female builder and she was wearing the high-vis jacket she was wearing a fluorescent helmet and she was wearing like a headscarf underneath like very bright vibrant very colorful whoa speech impediment coming on there um, and basically it was just the most she herself was very vibrant the next best thing was that she was kind of sat on a low wall and next to her was a big pot of flowers um i don't know why they were there but there was she was sat next to a big pot big pot of and i'm back i don't know what happened there with the microphone it just bugged out big time anyway was it? so she was sat next to a big pot of flowers and she, the whole scene looked incredible it was so colorful and um, so I had my camera and I was just about to lift it up and then she just looked straight at me and then just looked away and that just threw me off I was like oh man she's on to me but in hindsight as I walked away completely frustrated with the moment in hindsight I was like of course she was not on to me like you know she was just looking around and she just happened to catch my gaze the way that happens in just normal life situations and so i was cursing myself for the rest of the day that i didn't take that shot and even now i still regret that i never took that shot because honestly it was one of the most beautiful compositions i've ever witnessed and i just didn't take that shot and it was all due to just a lack of confidence i just bottled it as soon as she saw me and i you know and now i don't have the shot another time it happened was when um, this was recently on that Songdo shoot, which I've spoken about on a previous podcast with the uh, Korea's international city of the future, as dubbed, not my, not my quote. Um, 
during a very good shoot there, there was a store that I walked past. It was a bar, I think, and um, it had this really nice neon display of a moon in the window and in front of it was a girl smoking and I was about to lift my camera and again she looked at me and I was like nah I can't take it even though she looked away but I just couldn't then because like I'd already started to walk past so I'd already lost the composition whereas you know some photographers would have still took that shot even as she was looking over um so how can we fix this? And if you've, you know, if you've started out with photography or doing photography, you probably feel this as well. It's just that, um, it's just that a bit of like fear, like, oh my God, something bad could happen if I just took this shot. And now I'm starting to realize and I'm starting to focus on since that Songdo shoot. And I'm just starting to realize there's not that much that could go wrong if someone just didn't want their photo to be taken. Now the worst thing that could happen is Justin Bieber could just punch you in the face, which he did to one paparazzi photographer. But that's a paparazzi photographer, you know, those are like swarming flies. We, with a street photographer, you're a stranger to them, which is why it's uncomfortable. And they're wondering why you're taking their photo. Um, so what could happen now if you took a a photo of someone and they disapproved I think nine times out of ten they're not gonna be confrontation confrontational about it I don't think they're gonna come up and tell you I mean I've been taking thousands of photos on the streets of Seoul and not one single person came up to me now sometimes they might come up to you and if they do come up to you when I've been reading into this you know they're just gonna be like can please delete that photo that you just took of me now when they do that, they might be a little bit irritated and they might be a tiny bit angry. But all you've got to do is just explain like calmly like, I mean, I've not put this into practice yet, but I'm sure this would be the best thing and I've read about it a lot. The best thing to do just to be calmly say, oh yeah, sorry, I'm just a hobby photographer, hobbyist photographer. Um, I'll delete it straight away, no problem, no harm done. And I'm sure, you know, you show them, you show them your screen, you show them deleting it, you show them you scrolling through and to show that there's no other photos of them and they'll be happy, they'll be move along, they'll move along. Um, I doubt any time someone's going to get violent and if they do, it's just unlucky. Um, just get out of there as quick as you can. Um, so one tip that i've actually found when i when i take photos of people and they have like a weird look at me like did that guy just take my photo um i what i've done this happened on a shoot like a couple of weeks ago and um i was taking a photo of this old guy walking past a beech tree like a but a neon beech tree in the rain is pretty sweet shot um and he's looking directly into the camera and he was staring at me the whole time I was leveling up the camera at the time of shooting. And then after he was staring at me and he looked a bit like, oh, you know, that guy's just took my photo. But to diffuse it, I started looking up at the scene above him. Um, because above him, you know, there was, um, there was like a big neon statue 
I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's weird, but it's basically three cement pillars holding up a big neon ball. And it's about six stories high. It's pretty ugly, I can't lie. But I started looking at that and, you know, looking at like, mm, yeah, that's that's probably a good shot. And then he turned around, he looked up at the statue and then he carried on. And so to, he thought, he totally bought my little act that, oh, he was taking a photo of something else. Oh, it just happened to me in the same direction. So that's something for you to think about. If you can perhaps look like you're interested in something else or you're looking at above someone, then they're probably not going to, you know, I uh, probably didn't take a photo of me. I do that a lot when I'm photographing in the streets. I look up at the neon signs after I take a photo. If, you know, someone's walking towards me and they're quite close, as soon as I bring the camera down, I keep looking up at the neon signs, thinking, oh, what's, you know, looking like I'm thinking for a better angle or if it was a good shot, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so that's like my one tip, something that I've started doing. Um, but yeah, the only other thing is to just keep shooting, keep going out there and just, you know, getting used to that really uncomfortable feeling that you're doing something wrong. It's strange, like, you know, with, it's not like a question really of just someone's general self-confidence because like I myself, I'm very comfortable around strangers. You know, I've worked in a lot of jobs like sales and customer service base. You know, I've had, I used to work in a phone store and I had like the most angriest people in the world coming up to me, you know, calling me horrible names and, you know, getting very aggressive. And, you know, I was, you know, I had, I could deal with that. I had the confidence and, you know, I always, you know, diffused the situation. Um, and I'm a teacher now, which also, you know, deals with a lot of confidence. You've got to be talking to a load of like really sulky, muddy, what's, uh, these are my like local dialect words for angry, not angry, you know, just someone that's like reluctant to learn. They're a bit sad. They're a bit angry. You know, that kind of word. We call it Mardi where I'm from in Leicester, uh, back in the UK. But, you know, you've got to try and be energetic to someone who really doesn't want to be learning from you. That kind of thing. That, that also requires confidence. And so it, I think it's just more of the actual situation that you put yourself in. I think that's where you've got to start building up your confidence in just one particular area. And you've got to also just get over that fact that you're not doing something wrong. It's not illegal to take someone's photo without permission. It's illegal. I've been looking into this. It's illegal if you upload that photo and it and it defames them in any way, you know, like defamatory suing and all that. So if you if you photograph someone doing something really bad and it it affected them, then that's illegal. But the thing is, if it does get taken to the law, I've also I've been reading right into this. You can rely on this. Um, if they take it to the court, they they have to provide physical evidence that your photo affected them in a negative way. Say your photo got them sacked or your photo got them divorced or whatever. They would have to provide proof that your photo was a direct cause of that. And so, you know, you're just taking photos in the street is whatever. You're not, you're not really going to be doing anything too bad 
Um, so have confidence in that. You can't, you're not doing anything illegal. So I think that would be your best bet if you get in any sticky situations because some could happen. Um, but for me, I've never had a problem and I don't know anyone who has had a problem. Um, and one, one other thing is, this is even bigger confidence, is to go up to a stranger and ask them if you can take their photo. Now, I've done this a couple of times. I did it whilst I was um, walking, uh, tr sorry, backpacking around Asia. I did it in Indonesia both times. I took photos of um, strangers with their permission. And um, yeah, I kind of got this thrill from doing it, going up to them and being like, hi, I, I just do a bit of photography and um, I was just wondering if I could take your photo. I'm just doing travel photography. Is that okay? And each time every person said yes. I did about five or six. Every time that person said yes. And um, that really did give me a lot of confidence. However, I kind of lost it once I once I left that backpacking safety bubble almost, you know, because it was obvious I was touring. I, you know, a huge backpack, the clothes I wore were like, you know, typical backpacker attire. And, um, you know, I think that kind of gave you that safety net that, oh, okay, yeah, this you can easily tell this guy's just doing for travel photography. So I've, I am yet to actually ask someone in on the streets of Seoul or you know anywhere like that um, but for me I don't actually need to right now it's not something that I really want in my photography um, I, I really enjoy just the candid shots actually when I'm doing street photography I think they look a lot better um, for just my work in general for whatever um, you know if you're doing travel photography most definitely try and meet locals and ask to take their photo because there's also there's a whole story behind it i got a photo one two photos that stand out from memory one was um uh one were i forgot what the part the holidays called there was a holiday in bali basically and these two guys were preparing the um these poles that they put up along the roadside and they cover them all in flowers it looks really nice and um, they were preparing one and I went up and I spoke to them about it and then I was, you know, I said, oh, can I just take your photo whilst you're doing it? And they were like, yeah, sure, just go ahead. And that was it. It was, it was, it was quite a thrilling moment because that was the, that was the very first one I ever did where I went up to someone. And the second time was this surfer in Bali again, actually, and he was doing headstands on his surfboard. I, I never even comprehended that could be a thing. Look, it was mad, and as he got out of the water, I was just like talking to him about his surfing and you know, just all the crazy stunts that he does, how long he'd been doing it. And then I was like, Oh, dude, you know, is it or if I take your photo? He's like, Yeah, sure, man, go ahead. And he did his like surfer sign with his hands, you know, the pinky finger and the thumb up, you know, up towards the camera, you know, the one I'm talking about. So, you know, those were great moments, and I also did a ton of asking people when I worked at events like at Glastonbury um, when I was working with Soul Community Radio at their events. So, you know, I go up into the crowd and I ask people to pose for the camera and they're always happy to do so because they're kind of in that environment. Right. But to just ask someone on the street, that's tough. And, and it 
some people are really good at it and some people that's their whole photography to just take photos of strangers that they've asked um, and then you move on to people who do um, stranger photography I'm gonna call it that but street photography where they just go straight up to a person and put the camera really close to them and make it so obvious that they're taking a photo of them and there's a few people that stand out in mind um, but I don't know their names, but there's one in particular, I think this is dude from Hong Kong, uh, and he he does, he has a huge YouTube channel um, about photography, and he just goes up to people and just snaps their photo in the street, like super close. Um, and on his videos, some people do have a problem, and other times you actually see people react the complete opposite way, and you know, they're like flattered, they really like the fact that they've had their photo taken mate one day when i was on the subway in seoul um i was dressed quite smart i can't remember why but there was a guy opposite me and he had a huge dslr camera like the biggest lens and he took my photo and i noticed it and i was like that guy just took my photo and i was like ah, you know it's probably because i'm looking looking pretty good right now <laughs> you know i was flattered i was like yeah i am I am looking good today. I tried hard and it's paying off. So, you know, that could also be the thoughts that runs through someone's mind because that's a thought that ran through my mind and I've seen it on that other guy's YouTube channel. So, there you go. That is my chat on confidence with street photography. As always, just practice and it just slowly builds up and you start to develop your own techniques. Um, and if you ever do get in a situation where it's quite... Like I'm waiting for that first time where someone's going to be like, hey, did you take my photo? Because I feel like once you've got, you know, once you've had that, then I feel like the fear would just go away because now you know what to expect. Do you know what I mean? Like right now, when I do get these times where I really wish I took a photo, um, you know, I get nervous about what could the person say? How might they react? But, you know... I think if I had just had it, if it just happened to me, then I might be more confident because I've experienced it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, let me know in the comments below or send me a message if you've ever had any problems whilst doing street photography. And I think I'm going to wrap it up right there. Um, keep it short and sweet. This, you, this podcast rather will be up on Medium. Keep an eye out for posts about that. And as always... Please subscribe, uh, leave a like, leave a comment, and as always, if you want to support the podcast, head over to www.bysteveroad.com. There you can purchase any kinds of phone cases and prints and t-shirts and duvet covers and you name it, redbubble.com has it. The link is in the store on my website. Um, anything else? Instagram at Steve Rowe underscore. All right. Um, and I'll be back again next week. It's a promise. I hope that I can keep um, with another topic that I hope you'll find interesting. Okay. I'll see you next week then. Bye-bye.